Welcome back to episode two of One Breath at a Time with Tracy Meyer. Where we left off was she had a diagnosis in the ER that she has a mass and met her oncologist, Dr. Scribner. Her, his office called and set up a surgery date for Wednesday. And where we're going to pick up right now is you were told that you had to come into surgery on Wednesday. How are you feeling prior to surgery? I think at some point the morning of, as, as I'm still trying to breathe, I'm still trying to reconcile with trying to breathe. I, I think that's when my fugue or fog for lack of a better word that I think that's when I entered the twilight zone because everything before that was normal, was my normal natural life. And then you get told that you have a mass in your pelvic area and it needs to be removed because it's possibly cancer. Now that's swimming around because you say the C word and you automatically give yourself a diagnosis of death because generally that's that's how cancer is, is defined most of the time. And so, yeah, I, I believe I was quiet most of the way. My husband, Doug, being Doug, you know, we're going to get through this. You're going to do this. You're a he knows me. He knows I'm a fighter. Um, I'm not going down without a fight. And I don't know. I can't even really explain the, the emotions or the feelings I was having. I was fear. Fear was there. Um, confusion. Um, shock. Um, how am I going to handle this after? If, if this is cancer, um, I was thinking about we were going to have a fun run in the next couple of weeks. So I was thinking of that and it, there was just so much going through my mind as I'm sure most of you guys can relate. Then I, I kind of looked over at Doug and I was thinking, what is he thinking? Is he scared? Is Doug is a fixer and I'm sure he's thinking, okay, how can I fix this? If this is this, then this, if this is this, than this. And we made it to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my thought process. Uh, I, I do fix things. That's kind of my nature. Um, I also realized at that point that this is not something I can fix. So it, it was a matter of being able to turn that over to the person who had the ability to fix it or to work on that, you know, side of the issue, the situation. Um, and I knew at that point that's, I just needed to be there. I need to be support. And again, knowing you, uh, to kind of be more of the hardline support to say, you know, you got this, you know, it's like, you're not giving up. you got to fight. And it's like, this is just a hurdle. we got to get over this hurdle. So you're in the hospital, you're being prepped for surgery and talk to me about prior to surgery before they wheel you back. Prior to surgery, my mom was there. She had met us at the hospital. I looked at my mom and I can't imagine a parent um, looking at it at their child. Um, I'm sure I had fear and I'm generally the strong one in the family. So for me to show fear 
probably scared my mom to death. And I looked at Doug and I thought, my gosh, we're just getting started here. We're just, we're getting to the good stuff. And I thought of my boys. Um, there was so much going back and forth, people coming in and out. And um, so you're trying to watch other people to try to keep your mind off of it. And people are texting you. Are you in there? Are you okay? And you're just on overload. I was on overload. And then the nurse came out and called my name to come back for prep. Okay. So yeah, you go into surgery. We go out into the waiting room and we were getting updates as to how you were doing in surgery and everything was going well. And the surgery com was completed. Dr. Scribner came out and talked to us and he said he removed 99.9% .9 of the tumor. Um, or the mass, yeah, I believe is the word he used. And it was big, um, but he says what was really fortunate is the fact that it was encased within the ovary as opposed to attached to it. So it didn't look like it had spread anywhere, uh, which was really good, nowhere to the other organs. Uh, there were a few extra, you know, uh, extracurricular things that he took care of while he was in there. He completed your, uh, your hysterectomy. Appendectomy. And, I'm sorry. It was appen oh, he also did the appendectomy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there were a couple things that he also took care of while he was doing the surgery. Some house cleaning. Some house cleaning. Exactly. And then he said that, you know, she's going to have to go through some chemo. So let's go back to you and say, like, when you came out of surgery, how are you feeling after surgery? I mean, no, obviously you're groggy and still under anesthesia, but what was the first thing you remember coming out of surgery? The first thing I remember coming out of surgery, I could barely open my eyes to, to comprehend what was around me. And I recall looking straight ahead and my son, my youngest son was standing in his Papa John's work uniform with a flower covered apron sobbing I looked over to the to, to Nick's left to my right and my oldest son was sitting there sobbing and again you're you're groggy you're not sure you know I didn't sit and think this is bad news but um you know my ex-husband was there and he was, you know, he had tear-stained eyes and um, my, you know, my husband, Doug, he stood there and he held my hand and my mom was there. Um, I didn't know what was going on. Is this what, is this what it looks like when you get bad news? I, I, I didn't know. And then I went back to sleep. And fortunately, it wasn't bad news when you woke up. Dr. Scribner lets you know what he did, and he lets you know that he removed, you know, majority of the mass. And then he also lets you know that in order to take care of the remaining peppered flakes of, of tumor right. or cancer that are there, you're going to have to go through 18 weeks of chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. So obviously we jumped on the computer as soon as we could to find out what exactly that entailed and you know what type of chemotherapy that you were going to be going through and obviously we were learning as we were going and i think that's a, a lot of the case for many people um until you go through it you don't have a need to know it 
Well, and I think it's so important to, to respect fear, but to also challenge it to knowledge is power. And I think the more we learned and the more we consulted with Dr. Scribner, the better I felt. I felt like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's do this chemo and let's get a game plan because I got things to do. Okay. And, and that's where we're going to leave this episode. We have gone through surgery. Um, the mass has been removed. Now you've got 18 weeks of chemo ahead of you. And yeah, let's hit that in the next episode. So thanks for taking the time to listen to One Breath at a Time with Tracy Meyer. And we'll see you in the next episode.